And then he wants to know if I've ever had sex on an airplane before and whether or not I'd be game to join him back in the, you know, washroom a couple rows behind him for a good ramming to pass the time. On this episode, we're going to talk about why making sexual advances towards the passenger beside you might not be a good idea, why you should never be afraid or embarrassed to speak up against any unwanted sexual advances, and why becoming complacent when something unpleasant is happening to your fellow human being is a dangerous thing for us all. Please remain seated with your seatbelt securely fastened for the duration of this flight because we're about to experience a little bit of turbulence. You're listening to the Travel Horror Stories Podcast, a show that listens to real stories from travel bloggers and travelers just like you. Then we unpack those stories to discuss safety tricks, prevention treats, horror hacks, and follow-up tactics. The goal is to turn travel nightmares into dreams of beaches, sunshine, and margaritas. And as always, you can head over to TravelHorrorStoriesPodcast.com for this and all the previous episodes, their show notes, and links to all the other places you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment because that will help more people find the show. And now, live from the Rudderless Travel Studios in downtown Toronto, here's your host, Christopher Rudder. The weather outside is cold. I mean, it's January, and January, in my many years and experience as a Canadian, is one of the coldest months of the year, and this January is not disappointing. That said, welcome to 2021, y'all. Happy New Year, my friends, and I sincerely hope that this year plays out a hell of a lot better than it did last year. All I want to talk about this year is vaccines and being able to travel in all the places I'm going to go and the places I visited by plane. I'm so glad you are here hanging out with me right now because I got another good friend of mine joining us. But before we get into that, I wanted to remind you that this is the second last episode of season two. We got one more episode coming on January 19th, 2021. Then we'll take a little break in February and then we'll be back in full swing on Tuesday, March 9th. 2021. Be sure to mark that date, or you can just simply head over to TravelHorrorStoriesPodcast.com and join the mailing list to be notified of the latest episode. My co-pilot for this rudderless flight happens to be (laughs) another really good friend of mine. She's ready to jump on the microphone. That's Kat. That's Catherine Dixon from Catherine Anywhere. Um, she's a very <laughs> awesome, very talented. I'm so happy that she's taken a second to be here uh, with me on the show. How are you doing, Kat? Hey, I'm good, thanks, aside from being in like self-isolation lockdown <laughs> in my house. Oh, my gosh. These are interesting times that we find ourselves in. This is crazy. 
They are indeed. And like you were saying, who knows what the state of the world is going to be and what is it going to be tomorrow? What's it going to be next week? What's it going to be when people hear this episode? Who knows? Maybe it might be a completely walking dead type situation outside by the time people are listening to this podcast. I don't know. (laughs) The reason why I mentioned The Walking Dead is because around this time last year, give or take a month, it was complete madness. People were stockpiling toilet paper. They were clearing the shelves of all canned and non-perishable goods. (laughs) It was nuts. So tell me about your blog. Nice segue. People are going up. Tell me about your blog because you're nuts, clearly. (laughs) Not saying that at all. Um... Oh my gosh. Oh God, where do you want me to start? Uh, I am a single mom, solo mom traveler uh, with my kids. You can find me solo um, even without my kids, I guess, traveling around. I do um, travel with my friends like you, Chris. We've traveled together. Uh, (laughs) Or, you know, with other travel writers or I'm on different press trips. I do lots of Fun adventures from, you know, canoe portaging to whitewater rafting, um, jumping out of planes, scuba diving. I think I have a pretty exciting life. And I don't, oh yeah, I love to hike. And I like to document all of that. And, and yeah, here we go. And, you know, sometimes my kids are in tow, not jumping out of the airplane. Um, (laughs) It's okay. Um, The episode before you was Kevin, and he was talking about how he throws his children off mountains and take pictures of them going down. That's a description of his blog. (laughs) Yeah, but his kids enjoy that. My daughter would not be enjoying that in the slightest. Oh, no. All right, so let's play a a little game here. Um, So we're going to play three stories, two truths, and one lie. Um, You're going to tell me three stories. Two of them are going to be true, and one of them is going to be a lie. You better come correct with your game because I know you really well. So, Ooh, that is true. Well, once I was at a media event for the Florida Keys, and we had a conch blowing contest. And um, to win this contest, you had to blow the most loudest sound out of a conch. And uh, I managed to do that, and I, and I won the conch blowing contest. There's story number one. Story number two. <laughs> I was in Botswana on a safari. And I walked up to a little baby lion and I decided to try and feed it my sandwich. Here's story number two. Story number three is that despite living all over this province of Ontario and traveling all over the world, my kids and I have all been born in the exact same hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, which is the truth and which is the lie? The thing is, is that Cat is really wild. So, any one of those stories can be 100% plausible. That's the problem. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to go with the most subtle one. And I'm just going to say that all three of you guys were born in the same hospital as a lie. Ooh, I am afraid to inform you, you are incorrect. Damn! (laughs) All right, okay, so what's the lie? The lie? Yeah. I did not walk up to a lion cub in Botswana and try to feed it a sandwich. Damn. I mean, I thought that would be it, but then I just go, that's way too obvious, you know? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Ah, damn it. Okay, but you were in Botswana. 
<laughs> I have been to Botswana. That is correct. Awesome. And and the first story was you blowing in the contract. I mean, that's yeah. something that you would totally do. So I just felt oh, yeah. like that just seems like something she would do. That can't be a lie. And and I could absolutely see her winning that too. Totally. Well, one, I'm super competitive. So you put a contest in front of me, I'm there to win. I know. I've seen <laughs> that. Trust me. So that's why I felt that that was true. Um, so your kids are all born in the same hospital. Yeah. Me and both of my kids. Same Where? hospital. That's wicked. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. So thank you for playing. Oh, well, thank you for having me play the game. <laughs> and you've won. Not joking. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do if while on a flight, the creepy passenger beside you started making unwanted sexual advances towards you? Ugh. Unfortunately, that's what happened to my friend Kat. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what, like, how did this trip start? How did you, you know, what was the planning behind the whole trip? Like, oh, okay. Start from the beginning. Where were you going to? And stuff okay. like that. So I was on my way to Billings, Montana for TBEX, and this was in September of last year. So September 2019, I was on my way to, to Billings. And to get to Billings from Toronto, there's no direct way to do this. You basically had to fly from Toronto to Denver and then from Denver to Billings is probably the best way to put it. I'm sure there was other routes. Maybe I could have gone to Calgary. Maybe I could have gone to Edmonton, whatever. Anyway, I was going through Denver because I think I when I purchased my tickets, um, I bought it on... I don't even remember which airline it is. Was it United or American Airlines? It was United. Anyway, so anyway, that's the airline it was on. And um, it probably had the cheapest round trip tickets. And that's what I was going with. So either way, there's no direct flights. So you had to go, no. you had to take a, a second flight. And just to be clear for the, the listeners, mm-hmm. TBEX is, is a travel, travel blogger um, exchange. And that's a conference for travel content creators. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so you're on, so you're on your way there. I'm on my way there. I'm on flight from Toronto to Denver and it was almost a packed flight. Um, there was one empty seat, uh, between me and the gentleman who was, so I was in the window, there's an empty seat and then there's a guy on the aisle. Uh, and then there was like another empty seat, like a couple rows over from me. But aside from that, it was a pretty packed flight and we were going to Denver. Okay. And, um, yeah, and it was one of those things where, I mean, I'm just going to sort of preface this as, like, I don't want to be blowing my own horn, but as a woman, I have a very strong personality and I am incredibly alpha and I don't take shit from anyone. Really? (laughs) Did you not know that about me? I had no clue. (laughs) In all honesty, it's one of the things that that I, I respect about you is that you are that outspoken person when it comes to standing up for women's rights and mm-hmm. being vocal about about you know unfairness and things like mm-hmm. that when it comes to women. And I absolutely appreciate that. I got your back one hundred percent. So I mean, go for it. I think we need more of that. To be honest, so yeah. yeah. And you know, one of the things I absolutely recognize is that I was raised by a very um, outspoken woman. 
um, who was not, you know, she never really fit the mold of what women were in the 60s or 70s. And that's who raised me. So because of what I was raised by, I have the confidence and courage to be able to speak out in these situations and to hold my own. And I do recognize that it's not something every woman can do. And I absolutely recognize that not every woman has the strength to deal with certain situations the way I can. One, I have the mental strength and two, I have the physical strength. So I'm not, I'm not intimidated by any man is the best way to put it. And let me just, I'm going to add a couple of things here for people. So to, to give some more context. So I've met Kat's mother and um, <laughs> all I can say is apple tree. That's all I can say about that. They're exactly the same. Totally get that. And I think that's amazing that your mom was like that in the 60s, because that was definitely a time when that wasn't common. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other thing I wanted to say is that Kat's actually a black belt. <laughs> yes. I, I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. So she's a black belt. So, you know, when she says that, you know, she could probably take you on verbally and physically, she probably can do that. So just yeah. wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I mean, I re- I realize that having a black belt doesn't make me invincible. Of course. Um, but, but, you know, I've been trained in certain skills since I was eight years old. And so I have a certain amount of confidence. I have a particular um, set of skills. that. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, carry on. I got a pretty good roundhouse kick and I got some great jabs going on and yeah. I can get out of your chokehold and I can. Anyway, we're going to go on with why this is a good lesson for you is to not rudely proposition women on planes because oh it's going to end up in the public eye and I want women to never be afraid um, to be in a similar situation to ring for an airline attendant to and to explain the situation and to want to change seats into out uh, sexual harassment because it's never okay doesn't matter where you are anyway so this guy sits down like basically you get right on the airplane And there's the whole pleasantries of like, you know, where are you going? What is it you do? You know, uh, and he was on his way to somewhere else in in the U.S. And Denver was a stopover for him as well. And, you know, just sort of like briefly that. And then, you know, we exchange business cards, blah, 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 because that's just what I do. I exchange business cards with people all the time. You never know when someone could be a potential client for something. Um, All of a sudden, he's like, did I date you in high school? So I assure him that I did not, because um, I was like, "Oh well, I actually grew up in a, at a you know in a city in eastern Ontario," and I and I didn't tell him where. Um, and then he says that he grew up in a town, which was actually right next to where I grew up. Oh damn! I was like, "Oh sh." <laughs> I'm thinking, well, maybe I know him, but I don't think so. Right, but you definitely would have noticed, known if you dated him. That's for sure. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And like, I I didn't recognize him as someone I, I've dated. Like, I know who I dated when I was in high school, and right. you know, he was he was not him. And then as I poked and prodded a little bit further, and as he poked and prodded a little bit further on details, it turns out he was five years older than me. Okay. So, and he was like a total jock, and I was just like, no, well, then we clearly didn't run in the same circles. And you know, when he would have been in grade thirteen, I would have been in grade nine. So. It was not not plausible that we ever would have crossed paths in that capacity. Exactly. Um, but totally ironically, he was from the town right next to where I was from. And of course, I didn't disclose it immediately. And then he said, well, I grew up here. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. So then he seems to think that we dated while we lived in the same area of Toronto. And I assure him, like, no, I did not date you. And... So maybe we did cross paths, you know, in that area of Ontario where we spent our teen years, 
or here in Toronto on King West or on Queen West back in the day. But I do not remember him at all. And I, you know, I'm not like a big clubby person. Um, and it seems like he, he may have been, uh, you know, and he was a total, you know, jock. And it's like, that's not really like my crowd of people. Um, so I, I just, you know, basically let him know, like, no, like, I, we have never dated. So then he wants to know why not. Because <laughs> he thinks we would be a lot of fun together. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is incredibly creepy. And I think I had my seatbelt off for some reason. And then he tries to, like, dad me and, like, reaches over and he's, like, putting my seatbelt on me. I'm just like, whoa, this what? is not cool. How did it go from I think we should dating to now he's going into your physical space? He just reached in. And I'm just like, well, no, I don't think so. And I noticed that he has a wedding ring on. So I was like, you need to stop being such a slime bag because this is not cool. Like, just not in the slightest. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So as, you know, the plane ride continues, you know, he, like, gets beer. And maybe he'd already been drinking before he got on the plane because our flight wasn't until, like, one, I think it was one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. Totally plausible. Anyway, he may have been drinking. Maybe that's why he thought it was okay to reach into, like, my personal space. Mm. And Still not okay, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> well, exactly. But, you know, alcohol impairs judgment, as of we course. all know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. So, anyway, he had some beer. And he, like, actually gets me one, too. And I'm like, hmm, not sure how I feel about this. But I'm never one, really, to turn down a beer. So okay. <laughs> I have a beer. Um, but then the plane hit some severe turbulence heading into the Denver area. Right. And, you know, Denver from Toronto is about two, two and a half, two and a half hour flight, I think it is. Two and a okay. half hour flight. So we're going into severe turbulence and it's probably some of the worst turbulence I have ever experienced on a flight. Oh, damn. Ever. Wow. And um, I actually thought I was going to, I was going to vomit. And, really? Yeah. And I was doing like some deep, heavy breathing exercises. This is not something I'm, I'm prepared for because like this... I've never, I've never, like I said, I've never been in turbulence like this before. And, you know, people were like, you know, with their heads down in, in their, you know, laps and folding their arms forward and leaning over. And, you know, I'm trying to like just calm myself down by doing deep breathing exercises, you know, some, some very yoga type things. And his stupid hand reaches over to my leg. <sighs> calm me down. Stop. Oh, so of course I'm all like, no thanks, as I'm trying not to vomit on his hand. And I like pick it up and give it back to him. Like, all right, that's cool. You know, you can have your hand back right on. Thanks, buddy. So he's putting his hand on your thigh? He did. He did. So, and of course, you know, I had my eyes closed and I'm looking up and I'm like breathing. And, you know, that's when he put his hand on my thigh to tell me to calm, you know, trying to calm me down. I'm like, no, no, no. There's nothing about what you're doing right now is going to calm me down. My gosh. Wow. <laughs> so then I have my arms crossed really tightly across my chest now at this point, which is like total, like closing myself off from the world. I have my eyes closed. I'm doing some like deep breathing you know, I'm in my own world and I think I'd gotten past like the whole I'm going to vomit all over the place stage and I'm just sort of like, you know, we're just going through the rest of the turbulence. Um, and then he tries to uncross my arms while telling me to calm down. What? Yeah. Now, never in the history of mankind has any man been able to tell a woman to calm down and, <laughs> and have it succeed. And all of this while other passengers are gripping the seats in front of them with their heads down. 
<laughs> like, let's just be clear about the situation we're in here. Oh my gosh. He's trying to uncross your arms? He's trying to uncross my arms. Who does that? That guy. <laughs> so, okay, so, so let me get this straight. Um, uh, so your your hands are crossed because you know you're almost like in a brace position, uh huh. Right, and he's so what is he pulling your elbow out of yeah. the yeah? Like he grabs sort of like my my elbow slash bicep, and he's like you know, like trying to loosen. I guess is the way that I guess I could phrase it. Like loosen the grip that I had on myself. And while he's doing this, he's telling you to calm down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it becomes clear we're not going to land in Denver after circling and going up and down and a few times and we go around and we're not the only plane in this situation. Nobody was landing in Denver that day. And we got rerouted to Colorado Springs, which is about a 40 minute flight from Denver. And that's eventually where we land. Um, And we're not sure how long we're going to be there. And they're not letting us off the plane. So you're still, so you still need to be on the plane with this guy. Yeah. So I'm still sitting in my seat and, you know, again, packed flight, but at least there's, you know, that little bit of space in between us. Um, we're in Colorado Springs We're we have no idea how long we're going to be there. They're not letting us off the plane. They're, you know, bringing people snacks and they're trying to find out what the situation is. You know, the crew is trying to find out what's going on. Um, so they can give us information. So of course we just have to wait. Right. And he decides to go after like a personal dig after I stop his grossness again. He makes a comment about my quote, me boots. Yeah. So I'm wearing a pair of, you know, black boots that go like up my calf that zip up. Right. And I'm wearing a fitted dress. Okay. It's it's a jersey dress. It's not like it's uh, provocative in any way, shape, or form. And even if it was, it's not for him to make a comment about what I'm wearing. And clearly, this guy has no respect for women. Like, so, just. So, what did you say after that? Like, what? Like, like what happened after that comment? I'm just looking. I'm just like, who the f- do you think you are? And then he wants to know if I've ever had sex on an airplane before. What? And whether or not I'd be game to join him back in the, you know, washroom a couple rows behind him for a good ramming to pass the time. <sighs> wow. Um, I'm actually, I'm like, I'm speechless. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put it out to the audience. Does that stuff actually work with women? Like, I mean, like, I mean... I I think it doesn't, but no, I you know I'm in the camp where it should never work on any woman. Number one, what the hell, man? That is not the kind of behavior to attract a woman to do anything with you, in my personal opinion. Um, and I'm not even convinced he knows what a good ramming is. So, <sighs> my gosh, moving right along. <laughs> okay, all right. So, what happens after that comment? I tell him I'm a writer and I'm a journalist. And that me and my fuck me boots are going to walk all over him. Nice. Okay. I ding for an attendant. I explained the situation and I got a new seat. <laughs> really? So yeah. you ding for the flight attendant. That's easy to do. So mm-hmm. she comes. He's still sitting there. So what do you say to the flight attendant? I said, this guy is a creep and he's been sexually harassing me since we departed from Toronto. And what did he say? He was silent. Uh, the flight attendant was like, Sitting there, she's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, she didn't, I don't know if she really computed what I was saying. So you say it again, right? And yeah. Yeah. What was the response to that when she, she actually was, computed it? She was like, okay, we're going to switch you seats. And I was like, great, because I was not going to, like, 
like, again, we're sitting in Colorado Springs. We have no idea how we're getting to Denver, when we're getting to Denver, what the situation is sort of thing. And I just said he was sexually harassing me. So that was it. I'm like, move me now, please. Thank you very much. I mean, they could have moved him, but they moved me. So yay. Gosh. Okay. And then, so what, what happened after that? I actually, I saw him in the airport in Denver as I was lined up at the counter to change my flight for the next day because I didn't, I didn't get to Billings that night. <laughs> I figured you might. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so, so, so you saw him again, anything happened at that point or is he completely not talking to you now? Well, because- you've seen my resting bitch face before, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's the look I had. I, I mean, I've seen it been given to other people, not <laughs> me. Let's just be clear. Um, but yes, I've seen you giving that look to other people. Yes. Yeah. And so like I saw him in line and I was, I was well ahead of him in line. Um, and uh, yeah, like I turned around and I saw him and he was with some of his colleagues that he was flying with who were seated in different places on the airplane. And uh, yeah, I just stared him straight down. Yeah. This segment is brought to you by GPS My City. Do you love exploring cities on foot at your own pace? Well, GPS My City's mobile apps, available on iOS and Android, feature self-guided city walks and GPS-powered travel articles written by travel bloggers and travel content creators for over 1,000 cities worldwide. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. All right, let's break this down. So... Um, at what point do you do you think that maybe you should have done that sooner? Oh, or? I think so. I think because you know what? I mean, here's here is my thing. I was like, okay, well, we're in an airplane, and we're in this like you know thing jetting through the sky in a contained area. So I just basically you know threw headphones on and just tried to block them out. But right. you know, maybe that wasn't the best solution. Maybe I should have nipped that in the bud like right from the beginning. Right, because I mean, he's physically touching you. I mean, from the time that he's touching your thigh, I mean. Uh, and try to uncross your arms. I mean, he's physically touching you now. I mean, no one does that on a plane. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and where he ever got the impression in his life or in his world that it was okay to touch a female who was a stranger, regardless of the situation, it's not cool. So perhaps he wasn't raised properly. So let's start back with like, hey, ladies, let's raise our sons a little bit better. I have a son and I would never in a million years give him the impression or the idea that it is okay to touch a woman who's not your mom, who's not your sister, who's not your wife, who's not your daughter. Like, it's just not something you can do. (laughs) Number one. That's excellent. Yep. So that's the first thing is clearly he's had a ridiculous upbringing. Number two, I don't know what his marital situation is or was, But there is clearly something missing from his life that he could be so aggressive um, verbally and physically towards another woman. And I was actually thinking, because I did have his business card, um, and of course, you know, I have like the search skills of a ninja, I did find his wife on Facebook. I, I did not message her, but I was going to. I thought, you know what, maybe she needs to know. And I was convinced she needed to know. I'm I'm pretty, I mean, when someone has that kind of behavior, there's a pretty good chance she might already know. Well, and that's what I think is like, I feel like if she was still married to him, she must know what he's like. And they had three kids. So maybe she's just hanging in for the kids. Maybe, or maybe she doesn't know. I don't know. Um, that That's a tricky, that's a tricky situation. I probably wouldn't have 
I don't know if I would have done anything about that because he does also have your business card too. Exactly. That's part of the issue right there. Um, how do you feel that the flight attendant handled the situation? Um, you know what? I think it was fine. And um, reason being is like, I didn't really want to make a big stink, number one. I just wanted to be taken care of. I didn't want another woman um, to have to go through what I went through. So I didn't want another woman to be sat beside him. And that's usually something I hear from women all the time. Like they don't want to make a big deal about it. I think sometimes you should make a big deal about everything when something like that is happening regardless. Um, But I I know what you're saying. Like you don't want to, you know, have everyone now staring at you and like looking at you and all kinds of stuff like that on the plane. Right. Like what's happening here kind of thing. Right. I mean, I mean, what was going like, what were people around you saying? I mean, obviously people can, there's a seat behind you, a seat in front of you, a seat to the side. So you're telling the stewardess, um, you know, this person is sexually harassing me. Um, I mean, are people around you listening, hearing that? Like, did you get anyone looking at you? Or yeah, anything? but 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 nobody does anything in situations like that. No one does anything to protect people because nobody wants to. No, but no one wants to put themselves on the line to protect a stranger. Why would they? That's that's the mentality of of where we are in this world right now. I mean, if I had heard something like that happening to another woman, I would have jumped in. Like, I probably would have, like, gotten in the middle and moved that guy myself, personally. That's what I would have done. The, the thing is that, that, and this is just because I know you well, is that you laugh a lot. And, and you, I feel, and I could be wrong, you can correct me if, I wrong, if I'm wrong, but I feel that you probably also laugh when you're uncomfortable, too. Totally. And, and, and that might be people, even if someone wanted to, like, they're kind of, there's something going on there, but you're laughing. So maybe they might be like, oh, maybe they know each other and it's just a joke. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Where, like, my nervous laugh could have been mistaken as someone who was enjoying, perhaps, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's entirely possible. because doesn't, doesn't excuse anything, but I'm no. just I'm just analyzing everything. You know what I mean? No, that's fair enough that someone maybe thought that I wasn't as uncomfortable with the situation as I really was because I was, you know, quite frankly laughing at this guy because I was just like, you're an idiot. And right. but, but at the same time, I mean, still, I still agree with your first statement. I think that people tend to not intervene when something else is happening. I think that's still a stronger um, case, though. I, I definitely agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, like as a society, we've come complacent and we don't protect, um, we don't protect other people. That's right. For the most I, part. And I it's everyone for themselves. And it's, you know, everyone take care of themselves first before they take care of anyone else. Um, and I don't say everyone is like that, but I would say the vast majority. And I would say that's exactly why nobody who could hear what was going on would ever intervene in a million years because they got to take care of themselves first. Would you report this to the airline or would you just leave it at where it is? I left it at where it was. And the reason being is that I was more concerned about trying to get to my destination because this was a business trip and I needed to get to Billings and I didn't want to take any more time because now I'm suddenly stranded in Denver. I needed to find myself accommodation. I was more concerned about the situation that I needed to deal with right then and there. Everyone else that got off that plane was in that same situation. So I did not want to take any more time at that customer service desk, rearranging flights for the next day, finding myself accommodation and take time away from someone else trying to do the exact same thing. Fair enough. And so looking back at it now, do you, do you think that you would have done anything else differently? You know, I, the reporting or anything like that? Well, I've debated that a million and one times in my head. And, you know, 
sometimes like my first instinct is quite literally to smack someone across the face, but you can't just walk around and do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't want to be the woman who's arrested in a foreign country for decking someone in mid flight, regardless of the situation. You know, I have my kids to think of number one, like I can't be detained in a foreign country. Fair enough. You know, I need to make sure I, I get home. And I think that was probably why I allowed things to go on for so long. Right. If I had like, imagine if I was just sitting there and letting him ram on, and I just backhanded him, and I bust his teeth or bust his nose. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, like that would have been something on me. Right. You know, I they would have arrested me. So, what what advice would you give to um, female travelers then? Because I mean, I hear a lot of stories. Um, about solo female travelers in other countries mm-hmm. having to deal with, you know, abuse and sexual harassment while they're traveling. But I mean, you didn't even get to the destination yet. <laughs> crying out loud. Like, like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, so what advice would you give to women then? I would say like right from the beginning, as soon as someone opens their mouth and makes you uncomfortable, you get a, you get a flight attendant and you let them know. You know, I know that we're in an era where flights are being oversold and everyone's packed into airplanes and nobody wants to change seats. People have paid for their seats. You know, at this point, I don't care. You ding for an attendant and you let them know that you're not comfortable with the situation and it needs to be changed immediately. Excellent advice. And and if and if the airline can't help you or do nothing about it, then you take it higher. Yeah, but it was one of those situations like what can you do when you're in mid-flight? What do you do in that situation? And and it's also, I mean, it's turbulent. So clearly the seatbelt lights are on and and you know, you can't get out of your seat. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I think for the most part, um, you handled it right. Like, you know, it's like he's touching your leg, you move it away. He's touching your arm, you move it away, kind of thing. Uh that's what anyone can do. I think I think what's powerful is that. When you landed and when it was safe to do so, then you immediately said, you know, get me out of here kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is powerful to just say, you know what, like enough of this crap. And yes, embarrass him on the plane, you know, make him look like an ass in front of people. Yeah, get the flight attendant involved. You know, like let them know. The flight attendant's going to go back to her other people and say, yeah, that guy, I needed to move her because that guy was harassing people. It's very real. This is a real thing that's happening. So I think um, what you did was great in bringing attention to it instead of just sitting there and say, well, the flight will be over. Let me just, you know, when we land, I can get up, you know, whatever. Like, I like that you just dealt with it, you know, as soon as you were able to do so. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing that anyone could have done when we're in the middle of turbulence. Like if I'd done for an attendant, they can't they can't get out of their seats. I, I think I think he was he was being actually quite sleazy and taking advantage of knowing that no one could come and the fights moving around and jumping around in the air and you're already stressed so now he's gonna try to touch you while you're in flight. Yeah, like, no thank like, you. That's that's incredibly arrogant. You know, like what advice would you give to men, you know, in general when it comes to those kind of stuff? Like what's okay and what's not okay coming from a female perspective, uh I mean, flirty, okay, fine, but touching, like, you know, like, where do you, where do you draw a line? Like, what's your advice for men? Yeah, I mean, there was nothing about the body language or the discussion that I was giving off to him that would have made it okay for him to touch me. Like, I was not flirting with him, you know, right from the beginning when he was like, oh, you know, like, why didn't we date? And, you know, we would have been a lot of fun together. It's like, well, no, buddy, there's your wedding ring and you need to stop being a slime bag. Like, that's it right there. Like, he should have stopped right there 
And, you know, that's it. Like, I had already slammed him down. Like, there's just no. It's 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 a no-go on this situation. And um, accepting limits, accepting disappointment, accepting rejection. Learn to deal with it 100%. Because it's not it's it's not okay to continue with that behavior ever it's repulsive i don't understand why why some men need to be so persistent in in like like what do you think that is like if they don't like you what do i do i don't know do men feel that that it's all a game and it's just part of the chase and you actually want to be chased and 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 that's why you're giving him a hard time like i don't understand that mentality i don't know for me as a male um first of all i mean I, I'm quite shy, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm with somebody, so I would never do that in the first place mm-hmm. uh, for that reason alone. Um, for me, I always say I'm too lazy to cheat. Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't try to remember phone numbers and try to remember um, names and try to hide numbers and hide messages. Like, I don't got time for that. Like, I, I, really, <laughs> I, really, I really can't do that, man. Like, so, I mean, and that's just, and, and Gordy knows that. I joke about that all the time with her. I go, don't worry about it. I'm too lazy to do all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but, but I mean, all serious, um, seriousness, like, um, I don't know. I just, I feel that if I tried to, to, you know, pick up a girl and she's very like standoffish, I would be like, all right, well, we're done here. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand why I would, I, I can't feel it within me for the life of me to continue to go after someone who's not interested in me. It doesn't. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, I'm like, I mean, I take it as okay, you're not interested, fine, you know, yeah. like, whatever. Like, I know I'm not an ugly person, I know that I'm cute, I know that I can get someone somewhere else, like, fine, yeah, no. like, I don't understand, yeah, or even like for me as a woman, like, I'm incredibly confident in my appearance and how I present myself. Like, just because this man makes an advance at me doesn't mean he's going to be the only man who makes an advance at me, so absolutely. You know, this is going to be my one and only shot to get laid this month. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I know, I know, no, I hear you. This is, I don't know. All right, all right. Well, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm very grateful that you, um, that you shared the story. Um, I think, I think it's courageous. I, I saw all the media, like when you were posting it on social media. Oh yeah, uh, I thought that was well done, and um, you know, point this person out. Uh, I didn't really go to the extent of the story. I know that he was being a, a, sl- a slime ball with you because you did tell me that, but I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that he was like touching your thigh and all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's craziness. Um, but I, I really commend you for actually telling the story because I think that's what the Me Too movement did. It sort of started to give women a voice. And so I commend you for continuing to do that and just sharing stories, even though, you know, it's not easy to do. I'm glad that you spoke up um, on the plane, even though most people would probably not do anything about that. They'd probably just ride it out. Um, So I give you credit for doing that. And I really want to thank you for taking the time to share your story here. Um, Well, thank you for having me, Chris. And to be clear, with or without the Me Too movement, I would have acted in the exact same fashion. That's 100% true. You would. <laughs> and I will absolutely, you know, if I ever hear any woman being treated like that anywhere, I 100% will stand up for them. I mean, I want women to be empowered and I want them to know that it's okay 
to speak up, like not to be ashamed. Don't ever be ashamed. It's not your fault. You didn't ask for this. Absolutely. So I, I commend you for coming on and, and continuing to be that voice for those kind of rights. Um, so where can people find you? Find me online, katherineanywhere.com. All my social handles are Catherine Anywhere. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you will leave some links in your description too. I definitely will. (laughs) That's it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Kat, you're the best. Oh, Chris, you're the best. Come on now. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Case closed. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to the show over at www.travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really helps the show and its episodes get discovered by more people. Plus, your feedback will help me tweak and change the show to make it the best show on the internet. Yes. Cheers. Cheers.